Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Good morning and welcome back to Tech Talk right here on Hi FM, where I talk about all sorts of technology and things and happenings and you name it in the tech world. And as usual, the tech world is an incredibly exciting place. Nothing stands still for two seconds, never mind any amount of time. There's always advancements, there's always changing, there's always hype, which I try to cut through, and there's always new stuff that you may or may not get, but uh, it all has an impact on our lives going forward. And one of the biggest stories of this week, you know, my usual News of the Week segment right in the beginning, just to catch you up on all the the stuff you need to know when you have a dinner party or you talking to your mates or understanding what's going on, you've got to know what's happening with tech because it's a, a big deal pretty much globally and everywhere else. But Tesla has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. But there have been some really good news and some really bad news. With the end of um, September, Elon Musk promised that he would hit 5,000 uh, of the new Model 30s uh, by I think it was the end of September, and he did the most amazing thing. He got all his Tesla fans, owners, supporters, you name it, to help him around the world to deliver and to get Teslas to their, their owners. Now, the Model 30 started off as the most, well, it is the most affordable Tesla out there, and he's been promising that this model would bring uh, Tesla back into profit. Well, he pretty much did it. And it's actually becoming one of America's best-selling sedans. It looks super futuristic. It's fully electric. It has all this autonomous stuff that Tesla's been going on about. And it is just, according to all the reviews that I've read, I've seen them in the flesh, but I've never driven one, unfortunately. Um, But it is an incredible, incredible, incredible car. Now, electric cars are getting more and more mainstream. Audi releasing a brand-new model Um Jaguar with a whole range, BMW, you name it, Mercedes, all the guys, Toyota, Nissan, you name it, all the guys are getting into electric, and electric is definitely going to become a completely huge thing. And in fact, just by the by, a Jaguar SUV drove from Joburg to Durban with only one stop to charge. And there is a charging station in Harrysmith. They didn't say how long it took them to charge, probably an hour. But, I mean, that's not a problem. You drive for three, four hours, stop, charge, and off you go. So the day of the sort of uh, worry about whether you're going to get stuck with your electric car and you need to someone to come and tow you because uh, there's uh, no extension cord long enough to charge it is is pretty much gone. The range of these cars is getting to the point where they're as good as, if not better, than petrol or diesel engines. And um, you don't have to worry. They're chargers, high-speed chargers. And it's not a bad thing to take a half-hour, 40-minute stop, especially on a long trip. But in town, I think some of these charges can give you, you know, 100, 200 Ks with 10, 15 minutes charge. So really, the the age of electric is fast approaching. And Tesla definitely are the sort of the forefront of it. Not the biggest in the world, interestingly. There are companies in China producing far more electric cars than Tesla. But certainly... In the West, they are sort of the flagship way of doing it. But so he's hitting target. The Model 3 is becoming one of the best sellers, and he managed to get it out there. But the same week that that happened, he also got hit by the SEC, which is the American Exchanges Commission. He sent out a tweet on the 15th of August saying that he wants to take Tesla private, and he's got the funding. 
Well, it turns out that he didn't have the funding, and the net effect was that the share price screamed up because people thought he was going to take it private and they were all going to make a lot of money, and the SEC took offense to this and said, we are going to sue you because we believe that. And obviously when the news came out that he didn't go, he wasn't going public and there was no funding, the share price tanked and it cost a lot of people a lot of money. And the SEC took offense to that and, uh, well, offense, they took umbrage is the right word, and uh, decided to sue him for that. Well, he settled, and this is another lesson in corporate uh, governance or corporate life. Do it quick, do it clean, and get get it behind you. He managed to settle with the SEC within a really record space of time, but it cost him. It cost him in the region, well, not in the region, it cost him $20 million. It cost Tesla $20 million. That's 600 million rand to settle this. Now, that's an obscene amount of money, but in the context of Tesla and what goes on in America, not a terrible amount. And he had to st- he has to stand down as the chairman of Tesla, which is not a bad thing. He remains the CEO, but um, as the chairman of the board, he has to stand down and find a replacement, I think, within 45 days, which, again, as I say, is not a terrible thing. He remains in control. He remains the CEO, and maybe he'll be able to focus on more uh, important things than worrying about being a chairman of a massive public company. So it was not a great week for Tesla, unfortunately, in some ways, but they managed to get their um, get their quota of Model 30s out, and the good news is that's helped their share price. And it's very possible that in the nearish future they will actually start making money. But we have to hand it to Elon Musk and Tesla. They have taken electric cars from the fringes of the world into absolute mainstream and expect to see more and more and more of them going forward. Now, um, we're going to talk about Microsoft. They also had a huge week, but I think I'm being eyed. We have a quick ad break now quickly, and then I'll be back with all the news. There's lots of updates, lots of new stuff from Microsoft this month, and everyone's trying to get their new products out and shipping before the holiday season. But anyway, we'll be back straight after this. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back. Now, Microsoft had quite a huge week in, in, in many respects. Now, Microsoft have faded into the background for most people. It's sort of almost a hygiene factor. We've all got... If you've got a Windows, which 90% of us do, if you don't use Mac, you've got a Windows computer. Windows 10 has stabilized, settled down to be a pretty ubiquitous operating system. It works. It's slick. It recognizes every printer you plug in. You plug in a mouse. It recognizes it. You plug in whatever. It seems to work pretty effortlessly across a huge range of inexpensive laptops, expensive laptops, desktops, at work. It's just become such a, a background product. Well, the good news is that they've released their October 2018 uh, update, and there's some really, really interesting stuff. I highly recommend that anyone who's running well, in a way, Microsoft make it mandatory. You have to update because the Windows 10 has become a platform. The platform is secure. It does everything that you need it to do, but it requires that instead of these massive upgrades where you have to run around and do all sorts of interesting things, it requires that every couple of months you need to update to the latest um, version. They don't support the older versions in the same way as they did before, and the updates are seamless for the most part and tend to 
improve upon, fix bugs that came up, and do tons and tons of interesting new stuff and bring new capabilities and features to the platform. Because, again, Microsoft, the operating system, Windows, is now a platform. It's not simply a standalone product. So if you have any form of Windows 10 product, um, you can simply go to your your start page, go look at your um, Windows settings, and just do a quick refresh if it hasn't notified you yet. Check for updates. Now, it may or may not come up. It's, going, it's rolling out globally across the world. It came out a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago, and um, it will start rolling out in the nearest future. And if you see it, again, highly recommended that you download it. There's a ton of new patches, a ton of new improvements, and a couple of really interesting um, new features that are going to be progressively rolled out of the little in the next couple of weeks. And one of them, interestingly, is complete support for Android phones. You'll be able to mirror your Android phone on your Windows 10 desktop, but this is where it gets super interesting. Apart from just mirroring, mirroring your phone screen, you'll be able to actually open the apps on your Windows desktop. So if you've got pictures on your phone that you want to see on your computer, you simply click on the, on the, the app on the virtual phone on your computer, and up will pop all the photos. And you can view them, you can copy them, you can send them, you can do all sorts of things on your computer with your phone. The same goes for sending and receiving emails and all the various apps. Theoretically, I haven't tried this, but uh, the guys say that it's possible. You can play games on your computer that reside on your phone, running them virtually on your Windows 10 desktop. Lots of good things to do with that. And already using the new um, Edge browser, you can actually send what you're doing on your phone to your computer and vice versa. So if you're browsing a website on your phone, when you get home, you can simply open up your Edge browser on your computer and carry on browsing where you left off uh, on your computer. So a lot of integration, very interesting since Windows Phone operating system died, how Windows are embracing Android and bringing it fully into the system. The other thing that they announced is that Office 2019 is out. Now, this is where it gets super interesting. If you have a subscription service with Office 365, it should have updated automatically over the last couple of days. And you will notice a much cleaner, easier-to-use, simplified interface on Office that brings a whole lot of little improvements. There's one amazing feature that I've been using already for the last couple of weeks. It's like templates. You can actually ask Office in um, PowerPoint or even in Word to to recommend a layout, a way of of setting out your document or your presentation, and it's really very slick, very fast, and very clean. So if you're running Office 365, again, very important that you do updates, and you'll get a really clean, decent um, interface, and it should be really easy to use, a lot smarter, a little bit slicker, seems to be a little faster, even on older soft on older hardware. Um, the same thing goes for the new Windows 10 update. And the two together have brought quite a nice, clean, new look to the Windows ecosystem with a lot of little fixes and um, changes that some are very apparent, some are not apparent at all. But overall, a very decent upgrade, a lot of new features with AR and VR and a lot of interesting little changes to the to the underlying platform being Windows 10. So it's a big download. It's quite a few gigs, so certainly wouldn't recommend you do it over a mobile connection. But if you have any form of, 
of decent internet connection. Let it download in the background, install it when you can, and I think um, you'll be pretty impressed at how Windows have improved um, their overall performance of their system and how the Android uh, subsystem is there. It's started. You can do certain things like mirror your your uh, browsing habits. But over the next couple of weeks, I think we're going to see a full, they did a demo of it, but the full ability to, to, to mirror your Android phone on Windows 10 and to actually use the apps on your computer. So really lots and lots of um, improvements across the Windows ecosystem, Office being the most ubiquitous. And um, Windows 10 itself, really bring it right up to date, keeping it secure. So it's highly recommended that you definitely do the updates as and when they need to be done. They also announced a whole new range of Surface devices, which unfortunately I'm not going to spend much time on. They're not available in this country, but it's hardware, it's, it's laptops, desktops, and uh, a new tablet from Windows that look amazing. I've played with them in the U.S., I've played with them in Europe. A couple of people do own them, but there is no service and support in South Africa. So to import an expensive, even 15 to 25,000 rand a piece of equipment, and if you have a problem, it's got to be serviced outside of South Africa, which makes no real sense. But a whole new range of, of product, as well as a new set of noise-canceling headphones, which is rather arbitrary. But the new Surface Studio 2 looks absolutely superb. And in many ways, Microsoft are trying to do what Apple has done for years, keep everything tightly integrated, manage the hardware and the software. And these new products look Amazing. So if you're interested or have a Surface product, um, the new ones don't change a lot, but they have the latest Intel processors. They certainly um, are a little faster and lighter and better battery life and all the latest additions that you get. Um, not a must upgrade, but certainly well, well worth having a look at. And the other news is that uh, the new Apple iPhone XR is launching on the 26th of October in South Africa. Now, it's going to be about 25% cheaper than the iPhone X um, that, or the XS that launched now. So we're talking about the 16 to 17,000 Rand range, which is not inexpensive, but it's certainly significantly cheaper than the iPhone uh, XS, which is 21995 for a 64-gig version. But it will be available in a whole host of really pretty colors. The only major difference is the frame is aluminum, not stainless steel, and the screen is LCD, not OLED. All fairly small things, but all the internal tech, the cameras, and everything else, and the new screen layout and look, no home button, is the same as the iPhone X. So the iPhone XR should be quite a hit. You can pre-order it from next Friday, but it'll be on sale in South Africa, and apparently in, on scale on the 26th of October. So you can go to your operators. All the networks are trying, are offering it. Uh, the iStore, the iPhone, the iStore is offering an interesting deal where you get free uh, I care insurance. So there's lots of lots of offers out there. So if you were holding back because of the price of the iPhone X, well, he has an iPhone XR, which is basically an iPhone X with an aluminium body at a, a much lower price, around about 25%. I predict no price has been launched, but I predict it'll be in the 16 to 17,000 Rand cash, which is probably six to 800 Rand, depending on your package a month We're on the various operators. And we'll be back with a really interesting chat to uh, with the people who do Rage. Rage is happening this weekend. So if you're into any form of gaming, this is the event to go to. And we'll have all the details for you straight after this. 
High FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, welcome back. Now, this weekend is the largest gaming show in South Africa. Certainly, I think probably in Africa in some ways. And it happens at the the Northgate Dome. And there are tons and tons of components to it. There's two lands where there's there's a whole esports thing going on. But I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. We have got someone who actually knows all about uh, what's going on at Rage. We can try to get him on his line on the line. His name's Simon Coleman. He's the executive head of digital distribution. Whoops. Sorry, 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 sorry. I mustn't, I must be very careful. I'm reading, I'm reading the wrong information. The guy from Rage is Michael James. Now, Michael James is going to tell us all about what's on at Rage, what's happening. Um, and I think we've got Michael on the line. Hi, Michael. Welcome to Tech Talk here on High FM. Oops. We got buzzing and noise going on. Always technical challenges. I think we've lost him. It was beeping, Craig. Let's see if we can get him back on the line. Anyway, just to give you a little bit of sense, there is Rage has also become the place where a whole lot of people, Dell, HP, all the vendors of the various uh, products and services around Rage, um, release all their new their new uh, equipment and all the new bits and pieces. So it's just a little distracting while we try to get Michael on the line to tell us all about Rage, um, but. Again, a little bit, a little bit like, um, a little bit like what we had at Comic Con. There's a whole lot of cosplay. There's lots of stuff going on. But I think we've got Michael on the line now. Nope. I think we are, are technically challenged. Michael, hi. Can you hear me? No, we're not getting this through. What can I do? It's a real problem. Can we try something else? I'm going to try. Let's phone him on my phone. And let's try to put him on speaker and see if we can do it that way. That should be really interesting. I'm going to give Michael a call directly from my phone and and see if we can get him to to speak to us that way. We'll do it the old school way. Hi, Michael. Stephen Ambrose from uh, from Chai FM. How are you doing? Hey, well, can you? Sorry, I got disconnected just now. Can you hear anything uh, on that one um, call? <laughs> no, we're doing this very, very old school analog because unfortunately uh, they've just changed some technical stuff in the studio and the lines are not switching through so I've got you on speaker on my phone and okay. we get, we're going to do it that way it appears to be coming through loud and clear so let's do it this way tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about Rage and what's happening this weekend because it's quite a big deal yeah, look, I mean, we've been doing this for, this will be the 16th year now that we're running the show, and uh, Rage has always been sort of what we always aim to do with the show, is to have people come and experience gaming, experience geek culture, experience technology. Uh, we don't want to have a, like, static exhibit that people walk around and look at. Um, and that's kind of what we based the show on. And, you know, over the last couple of years, it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is uh, always fun. But now, when you say experience, what types of experiences are we talking about? Is it very interactive? Will people get hands-on with all the gear and equipment? 
Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it is. So there's VR um, stations. You can come down here and play Fortnite or FIFA into competition. You can win an Xbox, for example. Um, uh, you can try out the new keyboards, uh, headsets, uh, masks, uh, that type of thing. So that's what I mean when I say, uh, you know, it's interactive. And there's also lots of sort of uh, international challenges. People have got, they've got to solve puzzles to win prizes, um, uh, that type of thing. So there's plenty, uh, uh, plenty stuff to do. And from the point of view, I mean, this is for the whole family. So you can bring the kids, young kids, older kids. Everybody can come and enjoy. There's something for everyone. Give us a little bit of insight into that. Well, you know, we do cater for kids. We've got, you know, games like Minecraft and Lego and that type of thing happening on all the different stands, as well as a jumping castle. Um, so there's a lot for a lot for kids to do. Sometimes the kids tend to be more advanced than the parents when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> no question. Well, well, they drag they, uh, the parents around. Yeah, precisely. But I always tell parents, you know, you know if, if your kids are into gaming, pop into the show and come and experience what they what they love and what they do, and then that's how you get more involved with them, you know? And tell us a little bit about the whole esports thing. I mean, that's quite a huge, I mean, that's a growing, growing sort of category across the world. And certainly there are going to be quite a few demos and games and, and stuff going on there as well. Yeah, well, we, we've got a, um, a sort of events that you can just show up and play. We've got a FIFA event, there's racing events, so it's racing cars. Um, and also we have a um, Fortnite competition uh, on the Xbox stand. That's anybody can just show up and play, and you can win nice prizes there. And we've also got a professional esports uh, competition around the game called uh, Quake Champions. So we do always cater uh, for esports, and it is definitely growing um, in this country, because that's what uh, these guys are doing. They're watching their, the, you know, they're watching games online be played by experts. Well, and, and you also still cater for the traditional land where the guys arrive with their massive computers and screens and, yeah. and sleeping bags. Tell us what that's all about and how, how that is panning out. I mean, is that still as big as it used to be or is it still growing? Well, we, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of kept on size, um, thanks to, uh, you know, internet network and, and space limitations. So we've got a thousand seven hundred uh, guys here. Uh, this year, all connected up to the same network using, uh, you know, playing against each other. There. So that, and that we see sell out every year in, uh, in a couple of minutes. That's so remarkable. I mean, 1,700 people all connected to the same network, all using the internet in one space. Yeah. It's, it's quite a technical challenge that. No, it is. Well, you know, we've got great partners uh, with Nutanix, and we've got Aruba and Duxbury uh, providing the networking, and then also MWeb uh, providing the internet. That's so quite a big connection. It's like an eight gig a second connection that comes into the venue, which that's, we split up against all the gamers. So that's it's quite a lot, a, quite a, lot a, nice setup. a lot more than you need for playing Netflix. But yeah, that is that yeah. is that is serious technology. Just just a bit more than Netflix, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and obviously, there are big prizes there, and I mean. There's not a lot to watch in that regard, but you do have quite a lot of interest in in the sort of the land gaming stuff as well. No, sure. Look, I mean, we, we do – there are areas where you can have a look at the guys uh, in the land, but they, what they come to the show for is they can connect up with uh, people they've been playing online with the whole year. Um, and then it gives a chance for these communities to get together and play games with each other, like, uh, you know, across the way from each other as opposed to separated by, you know, many kilometers uh, – uh, you know, between their houses and that. So that's kind of what the land... So it's almost uh, a social event made. where people hook up after knowing each other virtually for a year. Yeah, and it's amazing to see, you know, guys walking up and saying, oh, you know, they haven't even met each other, and they've been talking to each other for like eight months online. So it's really, that's a real nice uh, vibe, that. 
Now, how do people, um, can, you book, can you book online or do you just show up? What's the process? It's at the, it's at the Northgate Dome this weekend starting Friday. Yeah, ticket per dome on Friday. You can buy tickets, can ticket right now, or you can just show up at the door and uh, pay to get in. But, and uh, it runs from what time to what time? Uh, well, the show opens up at 10 o'clock on Friday and runs till 6, and then on Saturday it opens at 9, and Sunday it opens at 9 as well, but earlier. That's brilliant. And who are the major exhibitors? So what can people expect? I mean... Sure. Um, look, any time you've played a game, um, any of the companies like PlayStation, Xbox, they're here. Call of Duty is here. We've got uh, like the Jinx Esports Channel. That's here. BT Games. Uh, there's basically too many to list. What's Incredible Connections doing stuff at the show? Okay. Uh, oh, many, so many other um, other exhibitors. We never touched on that. This this is a place where you can actually come and buy stuff as well. It's not just oh, yeah, a yeah. show. No, no, definitely. Yeah. That, that's one of the big things of the show is that people save up the whole year and then they come uh, free to race to buy um, to buy uh, stuff they've been wanting to get for the whole year. So it's quite a, it's quite it's quite well known for that uh, specials and deals and that type of thing. So are there generally a lot of really good, not only gaming but computer deals and tech deals and all sorts of ancillary equipment on sale. So it's not just uh, you know come and experience stuff. You can actually, if you like it, you can buy it. Correct. Yes. 100%. That's, that's kind of a key uh, key factor of a, of a show like this, is show people a new tech and then show them where to buy it uh, in case they're looking to upgrade their unit, their, their equipment, or just get into gaming for, from, from a start. Well, that's actually very interesting, and considering what's happening you know, in South Africa with Iran, maybe the specials will be even <laughs> much better than they should be at Christmas yeah. going yeah, forward. You, might, you actually should just buy everything now for Christmas and <laughs> save your lot of money in the long run. That's actually quite a good one. So, so this is the Christmas raid show. You can, yeah, you yeah, could, exactly. you could buy all your holiday gear now and store it. I can imagine yeah, how well that'll. Save, yeah, save double the money almost. Imagine buying an Xbox for the kids and locking it up and saying you can't touch it till uh, December. There is no chance. There's going to be complete havoc in the home. But that's, but that's really, really amazing. Are there any other special events or people coming or things happening at Rage that would be noteworthy that people should know about? Um, look, we've got a, we've got a stage, um, and on the stage we have, uh, you know, people doing talks about uh, products. We've got a developer coming over from uh, Assassin's Creed video game. He's a story writer. I think he's going to be talking a bit to one of the uh, MCs on the stage about... Uh, you know, his experiences with that type of thing. Um, so, you know, but, but like I say, each and every stand has got its own little unique um, spin, their own little unique thing on the on the, on the the show. So, yeah, I, I, it's definitely worthwhile uh, coming to have a look at. And, I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's no particular stuff happening on a particular day. The, the Pretty much the entire range of experiences available across the entire show for all three days. Yeah, pretty much. So, look, I mean, obviously some specials are going to sell out. Uh, come Sunday afternoon, that is inevitable. Um, but you know, the, the actual show itself does still run. Everybody still does everything up until uh, when the show closes on Sunday at four o'clock. And if you book online, is that for the entire period, or is it just for the day? Uh, it's just a day, one hundred and fifty bucks for a day ticket, or you can buy a um, a weekend pass for three hundred rand. Yeah, which could be quite value. So you come and do your shopping on Friday and then play with all the games over the weekend is an idea. Yeah, we, we actually have a lot of people that come for the whole weekend. Um, you know, I don't think you get there with any other kind of expo, you know, uh, where guys want to come every single day or at least two days. So we've had to cater for them um, with uh, the weekend passes. 
That's that's actually very, very interesting. So a lot more happening at Rage than you would imagine. And anything, if you have even the most peripheral interest in gaming, this is probably the place to be this weekend. No, I'd definitely say so, yes. <laughs> well, brilliant. I'm sorry about the technical challenges and, and, you know, we try to be a little slicker here on Tech Talk considering we're talking no, all about tech. But uh, no we've done it old school and luckily the 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 connection worked. So thank you so much. So just to summarize, at the Ticket Pro Dome this weekend, the Rage Expo, anything and everything gaming. Um, and it's 150 Rand to get in for the day and 300 Rand for the weekend. Correct. Absolutely. Well, brilliant. Well, catch you there. I'll be wandering around checking out the tech myself. And uh, we will see how well it goes down as we see it this weekend. Thanks for joining us on the show. That's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Great stuff. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Brilliant. Well, that's rage for you. And I must say, in my experience, generally the specials are great. Um, it gets super crowded. It's unbelievable how many people go there. And by Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, you can hardly move. But, yes, you can see all the latest. You can compare the Xbox to the PS4. You can decide what you want to buy. There's just... So many different things, and 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 I wasn't in in a way I was kidding, but with the way the rand is going, we never know where it's going to be in December. And if you're looking to buy something for the holidays, or you know, uh, Black Friday is the traditional start around about the end of November for the tech uh, sort of purchases for the the year end. But a lot of the stuff is available now. It will be available this weekend at Rage, and some of the prices I've seen are pretty good. So if you have even the slightest interest in gaming in seeing what's going on, playing with the latest gadgets and gears. As I said, HP are there with the entire new range. Dell are there with the entire new range. Asus with the entire new range. There's just so many new products on, on, on sale, on view, just to give you a sense. And it can be quite a lot of fun. So take the kids, take the family off to Rage for the weekend. And on that note, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to just run the... the um, Adverts now a little early, and we'll be back with a brand new gadget that I've been playing with and an announcement around that uh, from Sony straight after this. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back, and once again, apologies for our technical snafus here in the, the studio. Fortunately, trying to route all these various things, Skype and phones and everything, into a radio stream can be a little technically challenging. And uh, they replaced the desk in the studio. And I think somehow one or two of the wires have got crossed. And <laughs> hopefully they get that fixed really soon. But anyway, that was uh, a really interesting little insight into some mad gaming stuff. Not for everyone, but certainly more and more people are playing games on their phones. I didn't mention that. There is a lot of mobile gaming going on there too. So... As I say, pretty much anything to do with tech and gaming for anyone at uh, Rage this weekend. Here, right here in Johannesburg. But now another announcement. Sony. Sony's just a brand that has a long, long history in South Africa. Long history with pretty much everybody. That were the first TVs in the country for some. Um, many, many people sort of first started watching TV on their Trinitron. And Sony have had a long, long, long history of really innovative products. They were the first with the Walkman, so many different things over the years. But unfortunately, 
due to lots and lots of reasons, they faded back into the background. They actually withdrew, withdrew their consumer products from South Africa many, many years ago. Well, not many years, but a couple of years ago. And that simply meant that you could buy their mobile phones, you could buy their cameras in South Africa, but pretty much they did very little else. Well, the good news is that through a distributor in South Africa, they are reintroducing, reintroducing their personal products um, as of the well, as of now, they're available. You can go out and buy a whole chunk, and hopefully they'll be in all the major retailers in a big way. But the good news is that it's officially supported by Sony. Um, the launch is this evening in Johannesburg of all their new personal products, and that includes headphones, um, portable Bluetooth speakers, and all the various little personal products, hopefully a couple of the other little gizmos and gadgets that they sell. Um, and they will be available in South Africa from now at pretty competitive prices. And it really does, um, it, hopefully, hopefully, it's the first step back to a full Sony reintroduction into South Africa because they have a vast range of outstanding product, home audio, home electronics, and mostly, my personal favorite, are the televisions. I mean, they're still cutting edge in many respects, even using OLED panels, which they source from LG, and not to knock LG, LG certainly makes some outstanding TVs, same with, Sam, with Samsung, but I've always had a soft spot for Sony TVs, their quality, their picture quality, their technology in terms of picture processing is definitely some of the best in the world, and actually, I would consider that their OLED TVs, their latest generation, are some of the finest commercial TVs that you can buy anywhere. They always had a slight premium, but uh, despite that, they certainly produced a range of outstanding um, TVs. Well, one of the first new products that's going to hit the shores, and luckily I have my hands on one and have had for a few days, is the brand new Sony WH-1000XM3 noise-cancelling headphones. Now, these were launched at um, IFA in Berlin, mentioned them. Uh, when I was there a month ago, and noise cancelling headphones. In fact, the whole head the headphone area has been moving at an incredible rate. The the changes and the improvements have been pretty incredible over the last couple of years. the The gold standard of noise cancelling headphones has always been the Bose, the Quiet Comfort thirty threes, thirty fives, the twenty fives. Um, have always set the standard in terms of fit, comfort, and noise cancelling. Well, I think that actually um, Sony, they've had the XM1000 range or the WH1000 range for many years, uh, but this is version 3 that was launched. And the version 3, I think, is currently one of the finest Bluetooth headphones that I've used. I've, I've worked with... Uh, I have a pair of, of Bose. I've tried a couple of others from Sennheiser, AKG, and numerous other suppliers. But the new, the new Sonys are absolutely amazing. They're very, very, very uh, good in terms of noise cancelling. Some of the best that I've experienced. And what is even more impressive, when you link it to an app on your cell phone, you can optimize the noise based on where you are. So if you're in Johannesburg, the air pressure is quite, uh, low compared to Durban, you push a button, it does a couple of test tones and works things out and optimizes the noise cancelling and the sound for the particular air pressure and environment that you're in. If you're on a plane, it 
30,000 feet up in the air. Again, the air pressure is different. The noises are different. You push a button. It optimizes the, the noise cancelling. And it is actually, I think, some of the most effective noise cancelling that I've ever heard. It completely kills background noise. And you can set it. You can actually use a slider in the app and change the noise cancelling ability from all the way to complete silence to maximizing voice. So if someone speaks to you, it will be no background noise, but if someone speaks to you, you hear them absolutely clearly, which is brilliant for a work environment. If you're sitting in a work environment and you want people to be able to speak to you, but you don't want to hear uh, all the background humming and buzzing and rumblings, you just set it that way. So excellent uh, noise cancelling, probably some of the most... Uh, customizable that I've ever ever found, and it really works amazingly. The next thing that I found to be outstanding on these is the sound quality. They've really improved the sound quality. Often you had a compromise. Great noise cancelling, okay sound quality, or amazing sound quality as in the B&Os, not bad noise cancelling. And, I mean, for these sort of prices, between five and 10,000 Rand for a set of headphones, it's absolutely important that you get both. Well, Sony have seemed to have hit that sweet, that sweet spot. The sound quality is outstanding. They're clear. The bass is excellent. The tonal quality is excellent. It just sounds absolutely amazing. It even gets better if you use wired, and that's what's interesting. Although they're Bluetooth, for planes and places where you want the absolute best sound quality, they come with cables. You can plug them into your various devices, and they sound even better. The next thing that I've found, and I've not been able to test this out in full because I haven't been on a 30-hour flight, or anywhere for that matter that takes that long, the bat- they claim the battery life is 30 hours between charges. Another little innovation, it uses USB-C, which is the latest technology in connectivity and battery charging, to charge, so it charges really quickly, um, and 30 hours of battery life means you can charge it and forget it. Pretty much fly to America and pretty much all the way back without um, worrying about the battery life going down. And the app is actually very useful. You can do all sorts of things. You can make it switch off after five minutes or if you want to use it on a plane and sleep with it to cut out all the snoring behind you and whatnot, you can actually turn um, the auto off off and just let it keep you quiet while you listen to music or not. So all in all, I think my personal opinion is that Sony with their new WH-1000XM3 headphones, have knocked it out of the park. Some of the best noise cancelling on the, on, the, on the market right now. In some respects, I think they've even pipped bows in their strong spot. Uh, spot. And um, compared to Bows and & Wilkins and the other premium headphones out there from uh, B&O, for example, perhaps the sound quality isn't quite in the league of the high-end headphones, but it's certainly close across classical, jazz, rock, hip-hop, you name it. Whatever you want to play, it sounds controlled, it sounds clean, the treble's amazing, the voices are clear. And when you've got this clear background of no noise and no hum, it improves the sound unbelievably. It's really quite an experience. So I think they've absolutely knocked it out of the park. This is by far the best ones they've ever built ever made. They fold up beautifully into a nice little carry pack. They light, super comfortable. I think the bows are a little bit more comfortable, so keep that in mind. Um, but the new Sony are absolutely outstanding. The build, build, as I said, is great. They come in a couple of colors, gray and I think silver. 
um, and they should be available in in South Africa in the next couple of weeks. I know that the XM1000 version 2 are available at around about five and a half grand, which is actually an excellent price. They used to be a lot more expensive before they sort of officially came back into the country. And the differences between the two, the question I'll probably get asked, should I buy the old one or the new one? The old ones are excellent. The new ones fit a little bit better. The build quality looks a little bit more solid. Um, The noise cancelling is slightly better, and the sound is definitely a little better. But that's up to you. Either one are a great buy, but the the XM1003s are without question uh, one of the best-looking, best-performing uh, noise-canceling headphones on the market right now. And it's amazing how in the last two, three years the, the quality has jumped considerably. But apart from that, there is a whole other range of Sony from inexpensive noise-canceling headphones to in-ear sports buds um, and the latest sort of tech of the wireless in-ear buds. They've got those too. So check it out. Um, I know that's available from Take-A-Lot right now. I know it will be available um, from all the big electronic stores going forward. So welcome back, Sony. I'm pleased to see that you're putting a little bit of effort and we can get your products officially. I think it will bring the prices down. And obviously, service and support will improve. So if you have a problem with any of those things, you can have them repaired locally without worrying anything about that. So Sony are back. We just got to convince them to bring back a few more of their products over the next little while. And hopefully with the RAND remaining a little bit more stable, uh, the prices shouldn't change very much going forward. Now we'll be back straight after this. I've got a, a really interesting app that I want to talk about and um, uh, uh, an update on fiber to the home. That that area seems to be hotting up again and prices are dropping. How's that for a little quick heads up? Hi FM Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, welcome back. And one of the coolest apps that I've played with in the last little while, and the holidays are coming up, a lot of people are going to be traveling around the world, and what do you do when you go to a place like London, New York? You tend to go to museums. You tend to wander into these wonderful museums. Now, you can buy those little sort of headphone things that tell you all about the art and and give you all sorts of interesting stuff. But Smartify, it's Smartify, S-M-A-R-T-I-F-Y, and this is actually a project that was done with IBM and Accenture, which is fascinating. And it won uh, App of the World, the most innovative app at the World Mobile App Awards in February. And um, it is just an absolutely amazing app. It's using... AR and that's augmented reality and all sorts and your camera on your smartphone to tell you all about the art that you see. Now how it works is very simple. Download the Smartify app onto your your phone, log in, register, and then when you go to any one of the and there are quite a lot of museums, a lot in the US. If you're going to the US from Chicago to New York, Washington DC, Los Angeles, um, pretty much Many of the main places, so the the Met in New York, um, the Mint in Charlotte, Chicago, the Museum of Contemporary Photography, uh, the Washington, D.C. Freya Museum, the Smithsonian National Portrait Gallery. So all those uh, galleries, all you need to do is take your phone, point, open the app, point the camera at the particular piece of art, 
and all the information will overlay on the picture. You'll read all about it, history. You can click to get more information. It's your virtual assistant in a museum. And it also works across London, most of the big galleries, the Royal Academy of Arts, the National Gallery, the Portrait Gallery, um, Sculpture Gallery, Turner Contemporary, tons of different things, the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam, a couple of museums in Paris, uh, Berlin, St. Petersburg. They've even got one in, in Tehran, for that matter. And more and more coming on board. Hopefully by the end of the year, there'll be even more. So if you're looking for the best companion you can take into any museum, because often museums, you wander around, you see some lovely stuff. It has no context. You don't know who the artist is. Otherwise, you've got to read the little plaque. It's limited information. So I think it's just a great use of technology. It knows where you are using location. It knows which museum you're in. It, it recognizes the picture, and it overlays so much information. I've tried it. It's absolutely outstanding. It changes your entire experience, and it's great for kids. It's great for everybody, for that matter, because suddenly you get so much information about the artist, the piece of art you're looking at, what else is available, and the background and the history of, of the museum and the art in it. It's just outstanding. So remember it. I think it's one of my best apps for traveling because I do like going to some of these places and just seeing stuff I knew nothing about. It's called Smartify. So give it a, give it a download. It's available for Android and iOS. And um, certainly improve your experience instead of just sort of dragging around a couple of museums. You'll actually be the man in the know or the person in the know. And uh, there you go. So get smart. Use Smartify. It's a great new app. It's getting, it's developing faster and faster. And more and more museums are coming online. So that's my app pick for the week. And just before we sign off, um, it's been an interesting week on the on the broadband side. Uh, lots and lots of people are coming into the market. Uh, GigaGo is a new provider. Um, Bitco is a new provider. Supersonic are a new provider. So if you have fiber in your area, and that across any provider, it doesn't matter which one. Some of them um, are only on on a few of them. Uh, some are across all of them. And there's a whole new range of, of fiber providers offering very similar packages, similar sort of things. It's actually quite difficult to decide. But one, uh, one provider, which is really interesting, is CyberSmart. They have decided what they're going to do is they're going to upset the market again. They were one of the first to bring in the 200 meg packages. Well, they've now brought in a 500 megabyte per second package. So if you really want the ultimate speed and you want the ultimate everything, um, this is the one to go for. They're being a little disingenuous about one thing. It's actually a 250 meg up, 250 meg down package. So together it's 500. But they have one very interesting thing. What you can do, depending on your needs, online in real time, you can switch between a 400 megabits per second down or 100 and 100 megabits per second up. So if you need to really download massive files, have no idea what you do it for, you can maximize your download speed and uh, minimize your upload speed. So I think, and here's what's so interesting. It's, it's, the price is ridiculous. It's by far the cheapest high speed connection on the market. And that is 899 for a 500 megabit per second manageable package. So it's not actually 500 megabits down or 500 megabits up or anything. It's a combination of anything. 400, 100, 250, 250, 300, 200. You play with it. But CyberSmart is the company. 
Um, I have I have had some dealings with them. I haven't personally used that um, used their system yet. I will try it one of these days. But I think the price is really compelling. Everyone else's two hundred, two hundred is in the region of twelve hundred to fifteen hundred rand rand range. Here's a package with speeds that are actually faster than anyone else on the market right now at a ridiculously good price of eight ninety nine. So if you're a heavy streamer, heavy downloader, or uploader, if you're running a business. I think this would be an absolutely uh, interesting one to look at. Um, the other guys, the Bitcos, are pretty much more standard. 200 megs is around about 1299. Um, Supersonic only do up to 100 meg on Vumatel, 1249. Gigago is a new crowd. They're only available on Metrofiber and OpenServe, which is the telecom bunch, at 1299. So the pricing seems to have stabilized very much across the market. With the only cyber smart guys really creating a little bit of excitement in the market being 300 rand a month cheaper, which is not insignificant. And as I said, from what I've heard, their service and the product is pretty, pretty good. And the ability to adjust your speeds online in real time uh, makes a lot of sense, depending on what you do. If you're a business and you need sometimes to upload some stuff, you do a lot of video work, makes sense to have a very fast upload. If you do a lot of streaming or a lot of people in the house doing streaming, might make sense to have a very fast overall download speed. So that sort of innovation is smart, and the price is hard to argue with. So give them a give them a call. See, maybe it's worth your while to switch across. And on that note, hopefully we get fiber cheaper and smarter. And the good news is, as I said last week, uh, with all the spectrum being allocated, hopefully before the end of the year to the networks, we should start seeing data prices in South Africa on mobile data coming down in this world of everything going up, not a bad thing at all. And on that note, this is Stephen Ambrose on Tech Talk, right here on Hi FM, signing out for another week, uh, and let's see what we have for you next week. This is Stephen Ambrose, Tech Talk on Hi.